T.Y. Hilton, a one-year deal to stay with the Colts. Uh, one year with $8 million guaranteed. Um, that, that, that ain't bad. But how did this come to be, and why is it only one year? Kevin Bowen joins us right now from 107.5 The Fan. Uh, and look, I, I would assume this is something you would want to wrap up for a couple of years. This is a one-year deal, $8 million guaranteed, $2 million in incentives. So how, why is this the deal? I think it starts here, Tony. Um, you know, about six deals so far for Chris Ballard and re- retaining some of his own and then a couple of outside moves. Not a single player has garnered a multi-year deal. Um, so I think that's just kind of Chris's M.O. right now here in this offseason. He doesn't want to commit a lot of cap space past 2021 and the extensions of Darius Leonard and Braden Smith and then Quentin Nelson down the road. I think those are weighing on his mind a whole lot. The Colts have cap space and, and very easily could have given T.Y. a multi-year deal. But um, I think they are acknowledging with this deal. And really the market is acknowledging as well that, For guys that are his age, he'll turn 32 later this year, you know, getting a multi-year deal, committing multiple years on the cap, that's just not something the market's calling for this offseason. So we've seen this with with, uh, T.Y. Hilton. We've seen this with Marlon Mack. Uh, right, uh, that that free agency, I don't think went the way he wanted it to because of of, of injuries. Um, is it Chris Ballard's a modus operandi, or is this Chris Ballard saying, "I'm not sure what the future brings, and this is a let me get through one more year before I have to rebuild this team." Um, I, yeah, I, I certainly hear you out. I, I don't think it's like a, a fear of rebuilding the team by any means. Again, I think it's more of just Chris Ballard's approach. I mean, he is extremely prudent, frugal, whatever you want to call it, and is not a big fan of committing uh, multiple years on contract. He's not a big fan of backloading contracts. I mean, the Colts are in a tremendous cap situation. They could extend Darius Leonard and Braden Smith, two key young pieces right here, right now, this offseason, and still make some outside moves. But that's just not Chris's M.O. Um, so I, I really don't think it's maybe hesitancy about rebuilding. I just think he always wants flexibility with that cap space. I know it frustrates a lot of fans, um, but Jim Irsay has been the first one there that said, I love his patient approach. I love that he knows you know, when to walk away from deals. He doesn't feel like that's a quality that every GM has. Talking to Kevin Bowen from 107.5 The Fan and, you know, understanding – you know, uh, Chris Ballard and understanding his methodology, right? He's been here now a few years and we've seen multiple facets uh, of, of his approach and how he deals uh, with things uh, in terms of getting in into this new position, dealing with uh, the, the coaching changes that came, uh, dealing with a quarterback controversy that, that isn't of, of his making and now really starting to get into, okay, here's the team that I'm assembling, putting together uh, it, it's these different pieces of Chris Ballard that we've been able to watch. One of them got answered uh, with the signing of Sam Tevy, uh, who is, he can play both sides, whether it's left or right tackle. Was this because Quentin Nelson had no interest in playing tackle, or is this because you can get a guy who can actually do both roles, you take him in today's NFL? Yeah, I think it's purely a depth move. I don't think it has anything to do with Quentin Nelson's, you know, motivation. I think Quentin Nelson, if they need him a left tackle, he'd be willing to give it a try. I actually think the starter at left tackle, the new Anthony Costanzo, if you will, needs to come through the draft. And we're about a month away from that draft. It's a very deep offensive tackle draft class. The Colts have found success with, you know, 
couple decades ago, Tariq Glenn being a first-round pick and becoming kind of the blind side for Peyton Manning. Obviously, Costanzo was in that same mold as well, right around the similar draft position to where the Colts are drafted this year at 21st overall. So that's where I think the starter needs to come from in the future at left tackle. I look at a guy like Sam Tevy, again, purely as a depth move, and we saw last year when the Colts had to rely on their offensive line depth, it wilted and it cost the Colts. And so I think that is where you look at this move. There's a rumor out there of Julian Davenport as well. Um, Guys that have some experience in the league but should not be starting caliber. And, of course, the big news was Carson Wentz came to town, signed the deal. He will be the quarterback uh, for the Colts. Jacoby Brissett off to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Where are we feeling uh, with uh, who's going to be throwing the ball? How how does this team feel about Carson Wentz? And who's going to be backing him up? Yeah, I mean, as of right now, Tony, it's going to be Jacob Eason, and I think they are, you know, committed to at least seeing what Eason looks like in the preseason. And then if, you know, he, he bombs, they feel like they can make a veteran quarterback move in late August, early September, and that could be the backup. But they're going to give Jacob Eason a chance at least to take the backup reps and see what happens in the preseason, which I think is very wise. You know, unfortunately, with the pandemic, he didn't get a chance to do that last season during his rookie year. Um, they're extremely bullish on Carson Wentz. Uh, Chris Ballard and Jim Mercer are certainly betting on Frank Reich and his ability to get Carson back to, you know, an above average level and show that, you know, the dysfunction around him in Philadelphia, that's what contributed to his really poor season in 2020 and not necessarily kind of just individual breakdowns for Carson himself. So, I mean, Jim Mercer is always pretty excited this time of year. He sounds even more excited talking about Carson Wentz. Um, I think there are some attributes to Wentz you really like and are different than Phillip Rivers. But at the same time, honestly, actions are actions, and the Eagles did part ways with a $120 million franchise quarterback for a reason. Right, and that to me is more interesting than when uh, Jim Irsay is attracted to a quarterback. You know, that's just his type, man. Like, yeah. like you, you, you show him a quarterback, and, and, and he will start drawing on his, trap, uh, his trapper keeper. You know, Jim <laughs> loves Carson. Jim, Jim loves uh, uh, Andrew. Jim loves Peyton. Uh, he, 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 he's already crossed out Jim loves Jacoby. That's, that got crossed out. That was so last year, right? <laughs> this, is, this is his style. You've never, I've never seen anything like it. It's, it's, it's madness. Uh, but how is this team responding to Carson Wentz? So far, they're, they're obviously saying the right things. Carson Wentz was out in California a few weeks ago, thrown with Michael Pittman and Desmond Patman, a couple of young wideouts. You know, now that T.Y. Hilton's signed, you got to think that will be on his radar. Obviously, we'll see what the offseason holds, um, you know, in-person stuff, you know, what they're allowed to do at the facility and whatnot. Carson's talked about getting together with the offensive line, going on a hunting trip. He's a big hunter, you know, coming from North Dakota. So, again, he's saying the right things. He's doing the right things. But ultimately, you know this, Tony, actions speak louder than words. And come September, October, November, those months when adversity hits, everyone looks at you. You're the, you play the most important position in sports. How you handle that, how you react to the second opportunity, a, a humbling opportunity. You wanted to be here at Indianapolis with Frank Wright. I think you got to act like it. That's Kevin Bowen from 107.5 The Fan. He's filling in this morning. You won't be listening because you're listening here. But he's going to give it a shot. And I say best of luck. <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you, Tony. Always, Kevin Bowen. Appreciate you.